Hello and welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast that discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Scarlett Maltman. And my name is Kathy Reid. And this week we are joined by the lovely Raphael Pace. Hello Ray. So how are you today? Rafe? Rafe? Raphael? <laughs> um, I'm good. Early morning. So you're currently in the UK tour of Saturday Night Fever, oi oi. Thank you for joining us on your day off before you embark on tour. You're tired, I see you've got a green tea, not a latte, so... I've already had my latte for the morning. <laughs> What's the time? It's 9.09, yeah, I've already had my latte and yeah, it's green tea time. Green tea time, are you feeling feeling the, the tiredness? Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so uh, before we start on the good stuff, um, we like to play a little word association game. Okay, so I'm just going to say some words or some phrases, and I want you to say the first thing that comes into your head. And you have to do it in three seconds. The first thing, Rafe, the first thing. Okay. Open call. Fuck, no. (laughs) Messed it up. (laughs) Tiger bomb. Injury. Improvisation. Not good at it. <laughs> 16 bar cut. I hate you. <laughs> Pastizzi! Amazing Maltese food. Tech. Tired. Mamma Mia. Cheese. <laughs> Flared jazz pants. My life. <laughs> Freedom. My life. <laughs> Unemployment. Ma- no. <laughs> Used to be my life. <laughs> um, okay, great. I love the Flair's jazz pants. What about um, split sole sneakers? Jazz sneakers. My life. Yeah, a split, a split sole jazz sneaker. You're like, I see you're wearing them today. Uh, so obviously you can't see, but Rafe actually is in the split, split sole jazz. Um. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think I've had split sole jazz sneakers since about 2009. Oh, so. babes, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> you have not seen first year Raf in college. He was in the split soles and the flares. <laughs> oh, oh, those were the days, Rafe. Those were the days. So, on that topic of the split sole back in college, let's <laughs> chat about there. So, obviously, as we just said, you're currently making your UK debut and the UK tour of Saturday Night Fever. But you graduated Italia Conte in 2016 and your jazz, jazz flares. Um, so let's just talk about that. How was graduate life for you? Um, graduate life was stressful. Um, it did not involve any flares or any split toe sneakers. Um, it was, yeah, stressful. Just the pressure of getting a job, um, just, you know, living up to everyone's expectations. And How, how was that the, the day when you graduated? to then like being in college what five times a week for the last three years to then graduating and being like this is a start this is a start and then like h- how was that the immediate effects I remember talking to like my housemates and saying that it was just really scary because we were in college every single day and then we're just like cool what do you do now after Selfridges after work for 10 hours in Selfridges spraying people with perfume and that was it. Stressful. Scary. <clears throat> That's my voice. I'm going to do that a lot. Um, scary, but also exciting, you know. 
graduated li- graduated life, graduated college. Um, yeah, exciting but scary. Did you feel like you put on like a brave face? Did you, like were inside because I know like personally to everyone else I was like yeah no I'm fine yeah no it's great obviously it's a big change blah 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 um, and I was putting on this constant brave face but in my head I was just like oh my god like w- what am I doing like I've trained three years and I'm serving pints for a living like yeah. do, do you know what I mean like how um yeah trained for three years and like cool like graduated now <laughs> When am I going to be working? <laughs> this is this is fun, but I don't want to be in Selfridges for the rest of my life. How many muggle jobs did you have? So, um, oh, I worked in Abercrombie. I worked in Selfridges. I worked at Harrods. I pretended to be a teacher for a good while. <laughs> um, worked in a bar. I tried to work in Home Slice. Home Slice is my favorite pizza place. So if you're listening to this. I just never got the job. <laughs> so um, if you could give yourself uh, advice two years ago about like immediately finishing college and graduating, what would you say? Because obviously a lot changes in two years and your perspective changes. So what would you tell 2016, Rafe? Um, I mean, everyone's different, but don't work in Selfridges. <laughs> don't work in retail. Um, just chill out. Everything takes time. Everything happens at your own pace, in your own time. Don't stress out. Find something that you enjoy doing apart from performing. I think, I think that's so important. Did you believe, like what you just said, did you believe, like, would you believe that as a graduate now? Because I know people were saying that to me. I don't know about you, Kathy. People were saying that to me and I was like, oh, but that's so hard for you to say. What, how did you get into that mind frame of being like, everything does happen for a reason. It does take time. Um, I didn't believe it at all. Like people would tell me that I was like, yeah, sure, but okay, I don't care. I want to work. Um, I was just very. I mean, I'm, ve- I'm a very focused person, very driven, and like I've got my what are they called blinders? Yeah. I've got yeah, I've got them on and I'll, blinkers. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm very foreign. I'm jokes. I'm not that foreign, <laughs> but I've, I've like I always have my blinkers on. I'm always like I know what I want. So someone would be like, yeah, it takes time. I'd be like, yeah, it takes time, but I know what I want. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna do it. I only believe that everything takes time and everything happens for a reason. As I, I used to hate it when people tell me that. Like, everything happens for a reason. I would absolutely hate it. But it's true. It does. Everything happens for a reason and everything takes time. I only saw that once. I, I mean, in the moment, when you're having bad days, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Everything doesn't happen, happen for a reason. But... Do you think there is a huge pressure from others to get a job immediately? Do you think there's a whole stigma attached to being a graduate and being unemployed and that your class is a failure if you don't get work imme- immediately? Um, is this something that you viewed as yourself when you graduated or others? I know that I, I definitely felt the pressure from everyone back home in my little small Scottish town because they found my life so exciting. Oh my gosh, you're in London. Like I don't know what it's like. Obviously, you're from Malta and you made that huge move over here what, four, four and a half years ago now. So how, how did you find that? Um, absolutely, like loads of pressure. Um, so yeah, I moved to from Malta, which is a tiny island, 300,000 people. I think, I hope, um, to London when I was 18, 17, turning 18. Um, huge pressure. Like, everyone's like, they'd just be like, 
my parents as well would be like, we'll see, like, you should get a normal job. You need to, like, be realistic. You're not being realistic. They're so supportive, but my dad's very realistic. So he's like, you need to have a realistic job. It was a bit like Raf's in this dream world. He, he has these dreams. Not realistic. My brother has, like, his, he's, like, he's an engineer. He works with my parents. He's in the family business. I'm that kid that wants to move to London, move away from home, be the rebel. But anyway, so yeah, I had that pressure from my parents of making it, actually proving my parents wrong, like saying, see, I can actually do it because they're like, it's, as it is, it's so hard. It's so hard to find work. Work is never consistent. So many people get jobs and then they let go. Not let, let like, I mean, the, the shows close. And like actors are just left there with nothing. Um, so it is unreliable, but that's why we do it. I mean, we do it because we love it. Um, so there's pressure from my parents, pressure from friends. So we're like, I'd, every time I'd go back, they'd be like, oh my God, I see your Instagram. Oh my God, you're living the life. You, you, you're doing so well. And I'm like, ah, actually, I'm like, yeah, I've not worked. <laughs> Tell me I'm living the life. I'm like, yeah, if only you knew. Like I'd go back, I'd cry sometimes. I'm like, well, not to my friends. I, th I remember crying to my brother, like, everyone's like, oh my God, you're living the life, you're doing this. I'm like, it is so hard. Um, then pressure from college as well. Um, at least I used to look at, I went to Italia Conti, time of my life, best training, but I felt like I did not have, at least at the time I was there, opportunities that other colleges had. So my pressure was... Um, getting work straight away like other colleges are but then I'd speak to friends of mine from colleges like Artsed or like GSA where there are those opportunities and they're just as stressed because um, everyone's going into work because they have industry professionals coming to college every other day um, and there are those people getting work and then people who are just as worthy of those jobs are not getting work. So they're feeling pressured as to live up to their college's expectations where I felt lucky to, <laughs> I felt lucky to just like be seen by someone great in the industry. So um, your first job was Mamma Mia on Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, which is amazing. Um, how did you feel when you got that job? And did the security of having a first job, did that affect your mental health in any way? Like, did it boost you a bit? Or was it pressure of having a job? Like, how did, how did that affect you? Um, okay, there are two parts to that question. How did I feel when I first got the job? Um, I was over the moon, I was buzzing, but a part of me was there's this whole stigma with cruises. And Mamma Mia was my dream show to do straight out of college. So I was like, you know what? I'd love to do it. I get to see the world. Might never get to do this again. It's my first job. It's amazing. Get to save money and not pay rent, which was amazing and not do my muggle job. So going away, at least for the first three, four months was like, was amazing. I've been away from home before, obviously, because I've lived in London. So Missing home wasn't the issue. Um, it affected my mental, mental health for the better, at least in the, for the first three, four months. And then personally, everyone's different. Once I got on the ship and being on the ship for a long time was a completely different story mental health wise.
being on a ship is re it's so contained, everything. There are, I think, it's one of the biggest ships in the world. There are around 6,000 people on it. But, yeah, you've got everything. And everyone sees, like, oh, my God, you're going to um, Mexico, to Jamaica, to this place, to that place. But you, first of all, you have to pay for Wi-Fi, which was an issue for me. <laughs> it's $4 for an hour for Wi-Fi. So I'm like, cool, can't really talk to my... I mean, I'd sp I spent so much money on Wi-Fi just to, like, keep in touch with friends and see what other people are doing. Like, that's what I do a lot of the time. Um, which was bad of me, because that's a lot of money. Um, but it's so... Everything's everyone's business, because you're on this ship. Everyone's trying to entertain themselves. Everyone's trying to... Everyone... Well, at least on my ship, it was all about this facade of um, everything's, everyone's happy, everyone loves life, everyone's this, everyone's positive, everyone's this. And I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I'd be negative at points. And everyone's like, like, Raph's being negative, Raph's this. But I'm like, now I'm just being honest about how I'm feeling. Um, and the thing about, at least with a company that's so big, if you're not happy, you can leave and they will replace you in a heartbeat. It's not an issue, not a problem. I found it. I found the first four months amazing, seeing new places. But then going to those same places, week after week, was I was there for. A, I was like on a ship for a year, pretty much. So that was really stressful for me. Um, the main thing I thought was missing out on other things, so missing out on jobs which are which are happening in London. That was a massive thing for me. I just felt like <coughs> vocal siren. I just felt like I was missing out on so many opportunities here that I wasn't able to do and get stuck on a ship, which is why I then went Instagram crazy and like, I felt like people are like, yeah, go on the ship, but make sure when you come back, like no one forgets you or just like, there's this whole thing of, as soon as you graduate, you need to be seen by the right people at the right times. It's all about getting your face out there face to all those auditions, like get to those auditions, get your face seen. But I'm like, cool, I'm in the middle of Jamaica. How do I get my face seen? <laughs> Help. So let's just talk about um, Instagram. Because obviously you've got 12.3 thousand followers on Instagram. And I remember when you were away. Yeah, it's crazy. Ruth's famous. a lot of followers. <laughs> He's famous. Um, but I remember looking at your photos while you were away and being like, oh my gosh, he's having the most amazing time. He's having the time of his life while like, and I'm sitting there pouring pipes like for a living, like struggling, being like, I wish I was like there. Like I want to do that. I want to be seen by Royal. I want to get a job on that. Do you think that was an accurate representation of your life? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. Um, I enjoy taking pictures either way. So me and my one of my really good friends, Sally, we just just make a like our activity of the day to just take some exciting, really exciting, fun picture and post it on Instagram and just edit the shit out of it and like make the sky bluer than the sky actually is. And just, you know, have these amazing pictures and have great memories of our time on the ship. But you never think that you're posting this picture of you chilling on a beach in the middle of Mexico and someone's going to see that and yeah just like want the life like just be like oh I could be there I'm in cloudy London instead but really 
I was sitting on a beach, which I've been sat on for the past six months, and being like, cool, everyone in London is having, everyone in London's at freedom right now. <laughs> did, did you want people to think you were having a good time, even though you weren't? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of wanted people to think I was having an amazing time, and I did have an amazing time-ish, but um, it just wasn't what it actually was, yeah. So was there ever a point, like a turning point where you thought, right, I need a break from social media, I, I'm i not re reflecting my authentic self on here, like, and I need to just come off it, get myself off it. Was there ever a point like that for you? Absolutely. Um, I absolutely needed a break at, at like a point. I would spend so much time just checking what other people were doing. So whilst other people thought I was having the time of my life, in wherever in the Caribbean, I was doing the exact same on social media, scrolling and scroll. I, like, I would just scroll my newsfeed every day, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and just see what other people are doing and just be so negative about like my life. And because obviously everyone's putting up their best life, their best this on Instagram, and everyone's just the best version of their lives on Instagram. And I was. I was doing the exact same thing to like other people so I just thought I'd even just like who's seeing my story who's this like why do I care like why do I care how many likes I've gotten on a photo I would like put a photo up which I was like oh I think this is really sweet like me and like a friend and then it wouldn't get as many likes so I'd take it down and I'm like why do I care about who's seen my photo who's liked my photo and uh, like, why do I care? And that was, for me, when I was, like, being so anal about that. I don't know if I can say that, but being so arsy about everything, being so picky and petty. I was like, nah. So I, I did take a break from social media. It wasn't as long as I hoped. We hope you're enjoying episode one of Industry Minds so far. We just want to make our listeners aware of the services that we have available. If you go to our website, industrymindsuk.wixsite.com slash industryminds, you will find links to services that can help you. You can also find the link to our website on our Twitter and our Instagram page. And now, back to the interview. So, Rafe, you grew up in Malta and then obviously moved over to London to attend drama school. Um, when I first met you, you told me you were a straight man. And it wasn't until, I think it was second year at drama school, that you decided to come out as a wonderful and fabulous gay man, the man that you are today. Did you find that this was something that you discovered about yourself at drama school? Or did, did you always know? Yeah. Um, I didn't always know. Um, I had girlfriends back home. I mean... Yeah, I had lots of girlfriends back home. Um, nothing too intense, obviously. I'm a golden gay, um, but I didn't never saw as a, I never saw it as I never saw it to be a possibility. Not a possibility, but like I never pictured myself being open, out, and proud back home. Um, so when I moved to London, I just kind of saw it as like a new just a different life for me and like I was just away from 
family and friends from back home and the first year was I was a straight man no I wasn't a straight man but absolutely not um, I I yeah I still dated at least tried to date girls on my first year here but that was more of a like a facade I think um, and then going into my second year at college that's when I started to date my first boyfriend from the same college as me and that's when I came out um, was that the question um, did, yeah, I always, yeah, did, yeah. I, did I always know no I just I think I came into like I came into myself Is that, did yeah, you say yeah, that yeah, I came into myself when I moved country you know like I was alone more I was in a new country you find out things about yourself and and how did that because obviously I don't know what what it's like to, to come from somewhere like Malta. Is that frowned upon in Malta? Is that, yeah? Well, it used to be much more than it is now. It's a very Catholic country. The thing with being from such a small country and such a Catholic country and such a, um, at some times, close-minded, it's much more open-minded now. It's more what people think about other people it's like more of what like people are going to talk about so it's it's more about the the village chitter chatter like what oh my god have you heard he's gay no oh my god oh, oh no imagine that and it's more like like i used to hear things like oh my god have you heard i'm like well this person's gay and like oh i'm like oh cool and <laughs> but yeah it's, it was like a, a big deal so i would never feel like safe or comfortable because it's always like <gasps> oh my god this or that or like oh my god look at them on tv or this and it's them look at them <laughs> like so do you, you definitely think moving to london and being part of this industry oh. it, ma it made you find who you who you really are yeah. uh, london is so open-minded it's so like i mean i don't think i had i had like maybe two gay friends back home in malta yeah. and then i came here like at least in the industry i'm like I mean, my closest friends now are, well, I obviously have loads of gay and straight friends, but um, yeah, I just it was obviously so much more accepting here, so I just felt comfortable. much more comfortable, so much more comfortable here. Um, and Malta's change come along such a long way, so like, everyone knows I'm gay back home, and it's obviously so much more accepting, yeah. accepted now, and... Yeah. How was it when you first maybe started to realise, oh, I might, I might be gay? Um, how was that? Um, it was really scary, but um, in London, because I obviously, it's a different country, at least for me, it was like a whole like different world for me. So I'd live, I'd be like out and proud to like people here in London, but I wouldn't be back home. So it was like, like, Basically, I'm Hannah Montana. I was literally just thinking that. So, yeah, I am Hannah Montana. <laughs> I was li living the best of both worlds. It wasn't the best of one world. But, yeah, um, I'd be out and proud here. I'd have a boyfriend here. And then I took my boyfriend home. And I'm like, hey, this is my friend. <laughs> yeah, so let's just talk about that. Because, obviously, you you came out in second year. Um, so how long ago was that? That was about... 
three four years ago four yeah three four years ago but you only recently just came out to mum and dad how how was that so i came out to my mum well my i came out to my mum in february and that was via whatsapp stop it wasn't do you not know this no i don't (laughs) oh my god so um (laughs) i had met someone and i was like is besotted the right word? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh my God. I think I used that as an opportunity to come out. So maybe that's why I was so like... Passionate. Passionate about it. Um, and I was dating this guy and he's like, oh my God, we should go to Malta. Um, and I only told him this after Malta. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's go to Malta. So we booked a holiday and I said, I told my... my I messaged my mum, uh, yeah, I messaged my mum saying, hey, don't know if like, it's going to be as, come as a surprise to you, but I'm coming home um, with a guy I'm dating. Amazing. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, she was obviously like, she, she was so supportive, but it's, um, again, it's a small country. So like, I wouldn't know what was going through in through mm. her mind, but. Um, and were you nervous leading up to it? Because obviously you oh my God. you kept it for a while. Shat myself. I was with my two housemates, Joe and Frankie, straight guys. Just like, oh yeah, send it. No, wait, did I tell? Did I tell Joe before? But I told. I was telling Frankie, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, should I send it? I'm gonna send it. And I was like, fuck it. Um, um okay. and I just pressed send, and I was like, shit. And she didn't answer for like a day. <laughs> so I was like, yikes. And then she answered, she was, fine. she was like, you know, a surprise, but it's a bit of a shock, that's fine, but whatever. Just, yeah, I still, we, I still don't talk to, like, about, to my parents, I've, and I've also never told my dad. Okay. But and does that, does that affect you, or is it all, do you feel? I mean, I speak to my brother really openly about this, like, about my, um, who I'm dating, seeing, which is amazing. Because my brother, me and my brother were never really close growing up. And now we're like really close, which is amazing. He's the best. Um, but um, I'm still not at that stage where I can like speak to my parents about like, oh, there's this guy I'm dating or... But do you do you feel um, the effects mentally before and after you told your parents? Because obviously that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was never at that. I was never like... Even if I was dating a girl, I would never be like, oh, I'm dating someone in general. So, but mentally, yeah. Unlike, well, you know, you hear stories of like, I came out and it was like a weight lifted off my like shoulders or whatever. Mm. I personally d- didn't feel that. I didn't feel like, I felt somewhat relieved, but I was still stressed because I was going home with this guy. Yeah. So I had that pressure and that stress. Like, I think everyone should do it like it's it's amazing to do like i feel mentally so much happier in such a better place i am i feel like cringe but i feel like i became a much better actor in college when i came out really yeah because i was just like i mean i didn't have all this like facade and all that stuff and now mentally once i have actually come out to my Mum, my dad knows, but like once I've, I, I don't want to do the whole, dad, I'm gay. I just need to put myself through that. So I just never decided yeah. I don't need to come out. But you know that they know. Yeah. I've always had this thing in mind 
growing up just to avoid the whole coming out saying I am not going to come out because I don't see why I should come out I don't see why I have to come out straight people don't have to come out so I'm not going to come out and I always had that in mind I've said I'm never going to do it like a whole mom dad I'm gay <laughs> so I just never did that um, so all I did I never said I'm gay I just said I'm dating a guy and that's about it and Brilliant. that was the end of that story they Amazing. Yeah. Supportive. Everyone's happy. What advice would you give to someone that was in a similar situation as you, you know, coming from yeah, absolutely. either a Catholic background yeah. or anything? Do it at your own time. I was recently having a chat with um, a Maltese person and they're like, whoa, you really took your time coming out, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, but everyone like, everyone has their own Everyone does things in their own time. Like, there's no rush to do it. Do it when you feel it's right. Just make sure you do it. I just feel no one should ever feel like they can't be who th be themselves, be who they are, and feel comfortable in their own skin and have to hide and pretend to, like, vag. Yeah. <laughs> no, and people get into such a rut. Like, I know um, people that are close to me that have got themselves into such a really oh bad place did you did that affect you like did yeah. you get into that place yeah, i was like i can't keep this like imagine me pretending and building this whole facade thank god i left i know i feel bad for people not feel bad but imagine if i stayed home i would have had to keep on playing on this straight straight person that i'm not and then i'd start talking pretending that i'm dating girls and just building up this fake persona and it's just going to build and build and build. And then it will get to a point where you're like, cool, I can't just now randomly say I like guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anyone can. No, one, At the end of the day, no one cares if you like girls, guys, animals, <laughs> bananas. I'm holding a banana <laughs> as I speak. Um, no one, no one, really, no one cares. Just be yourself and fuck the rest. No one cares. Just do what makes you happy. Amazing. And did you, last question about this, did you think it would be a lot worse than what it was? Did you build up this idea oh of God. how it would be? You just, you think about, you think of the worst case scenario in your head. So you're like, what if that would happen? But your parents are your parents, so they will love you no matter what. Mm. Your friends, when I tell you your friends, my friends could not, I, I told my best friend, Fran, like, I remember me and my other best friend went around and we both came out to her and she's like, okay, cool. What do you want for tea? <laughs> like she literally couldn't, she obviously cared, but that it, like whether I was sleeping with guys or whether I was sleeping with girls did not make a difference to her life and it shouldn't. And yeah, I mean, who knows? Am I like girls next week? Yeah. Probably won't. But <laughs> I remember I fancied you when I first met you, Rafe. I thought we could have had a future. Stop it. <laughs> okay. So, just to finish off, as we said at the start, a couple of times now, Rafe, you're now playing Bobby C in the UK tour of Saturday Night Fever. How is your mental health just now? Um, obviously, shows are hard work and you're about to embark on a UK tour around the country for the next year, is it? Yeah, for the next year. Um, being away from friends, your, your little London nest. And I think there's this idea um, when you get a massive 
break like that, you're gonna all your troubles are gonna be cured. You're gonna be instantly fixed. Um, can you relate to that at all? Yeah. Um, obviously, when you're out of work, everyone's like, if someone in work complains or says mm. something, that's not like the happiest thing on earth. People are like, yeah, but you're in work. You shouldn't be complaining. Or you're in work. You should be this or that. But it's been stressful. It's been hard. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be keep on. It's going to be hard. And it's going to be stressful. It's just going to be. I'm the type of person that once I achieve something, then I'm like, cool. What's next? Like, yeah. I'm never satisfied or never happy. I think that's part of human nature yeah. as well we always want more yeah. we're never truly satisfied absolutely and i'm one of those which i want to work on it but at the moment i'm that's what i'm struggling with so i'm always about the next thing so working with bildima has been like a dream of mine mm. and now i'm working with bildima in my head i need to like remind myself like yeah. he's huge like you've wanted to work for this person for so long i'm doing a show that i'm touring we're on the ship i remember saying I want to tour, I want to tour, and I'm touring, so that's amazing. But once you start something, then you're like, cool, now I'm doing it, what's next? You always want something, you always want something else, but I'm so grateful to be doing what I'm doing. But you have the same struggles that you would doing anything else. It's work, work is work. You just have to try, be in the moment, and appreciate every single bit, because before you know it, you could be back in Selfridges, spraying that <laughs> perfume. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that won't happen. But um, and how how has it been on, you know, like your body, you know, like getting through the exhaustion, all that? How has that been? Um, I've been sick for the past three weeks just because I've been so tired. It's been exhausting, but it's been so much fun. I've never left London, as I said before, apart from the occasional Brighton Pride and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm... Um, buzzing to go all around the UK, Scotland, Dublin. Woo, Scotland! Are you a wee jobby? <laughs> Going to try some haggis, Ruth? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, why not? It's good. <laughs> That's the worst Scottish accent, I apologise. Um, what was the question? What do you do? You've answered the question, babes. Yeah. Like physical and emotional yeah, phys health. Physical. I need a massage. I need to do that at some point today. Vocal massages are a dream. Um, just take care of yourself physically and mentally like so important what do you do then to like escape escape the show escape the industry yeah. what what is your top tips to take care of yourself in this crazy industry not because this is a podcast but I listen to podcasts all the time um, I love um, Happy Place is a great one um, um, just listening to different podcasts um, just taking myself away from all the hype and the busyness of London taking myself away like just somewhere quiet just being alone for a bit um, going out with friends seeing friends having a good time just getting drunk getting boo boozy with it absolutely not taking yourself too seriously just have a laugh and have fun with everything you do I remember going to like my mum and me audition and the when I got the job, I was in rehearsals, I think, and we were having a drink with the creatives. And one of the singing director was like, oh, my God, you were in the room. You were like, you just could see that I really wanted it. But he said it as a bad thing. Like, I seemed really eager. Mm. I'm like, oh, isn't that a good thing? He's like, yeah, but 
<laughs> you were like, I'm like, yeah, well, I got the job, so this is that bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what then with. Just chill out, really. Yeah. Chill out with Saturday Night Fever, then. I must have come across as not as eager, but as in, in a good way. It was more like, a, you know how some people are like, this is my life, this is my life, I have to get this job, da, 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 da. but I was more chill about it. It is what it is, it's an audition, I'm just going to take it as another dance class. And I think that's something that you learn as you go, isn't it? That's uh, something that you... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when I first graduated, I was like, like I'd overwork myself and overstress about everything. I'd go into auditions, and a song which I would know inside out, and I'd end up scatting it like some weirdo <laughs> because I forgot all the words. I'd be Can like, you give us um, a, um, <laughs> on you go. Um, for Mamma Mia? Um, I think it was on tour. Um, at, I sang Uptown Girl, classic. But I was like, Uptown Girl. <laughs> Started Uptown Girl. I was like, On you go full out, please. Absolutely not wearing Costa. <laughs> but I was like, And you got the job. No, this was for tour, babe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did not get the job. They were like, thank you, that's all. Um, yeah, but I scattered. And they're like, that was a short... Then I basically just went, Uptown Girl. And just ended the song there. And they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. That was a short song. Do you have another one? I was like, yeah. You're fabulous. Yeah. Just chill out. Chill the fuck out. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Rafe, thank you so much um, for coming on. Very last thing, I promise you. Do you think at this day and age today, you'd be able to walk into a room having a bad mental health day? Would you be able to speak openly and say, I'm having a bad mental health day or not? To an audition panel. To anyone, to friends, family, an audition panel. Because obviously it's widely accepted to be happy. Yeah. I know we spoke about that before, um, and you said on the on the ship that and you I weren't think, allowed yeah. to be to be sad. Do you think right now that you could openly say I'm not having a good day and that's okay? Yeah, I am that type of person, and I, w I will say it as it is. It's a tricky one because I feel in this day and age, if I went to an into an audition, and said I'm having a bad mental health day, probably won't get the job, probably won't get recalled, which is a sh like a shame, it's a pity, because they'd be like, okay, cool, he's hard work. I mean, you probably wouldn't do that in a job interview, but... But it's normal, it should be accepted. So normal, should be so accepted. As if I injured my knee and someone in the audition would have a knee brace on, like, yeah. or, you know, like it's, it's, your, it's your brain, like, as much as you take care of your knee, you should take care of your brain, so. Very valid point, absolutely. Well, we're just gonna finish on a little game. Are you ready, Rafe? This is called Finish the Sentence, okay? <laughs> right, so, Rafe, when I graduated, I... <laughs> Got drunk a lot. <laughs> when I go to the gym, I... Check out other guys. <laughs> When I look in the mirror, I think... Damn. <laughs> An embarrassing secret from my first job would be... I, I, I fainted on stage. And, <laughs> well, I took too many puffs of my inhaler and I kind of passed out on stage. Cute. Did you, did you style it out? Absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Sometimes when I'm on my own, I... Check out, guys. <laughs> I'm glad you kept it, that um, PG. Um, when I first moved to London, I... Checked out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to sing. Probably, like, share. Like... <laughs> Believe by Cher on stage to thousands of people. Oh, babes, book out Wembley now. Okay, <laughs> you'll like this one. I've been cheated by you. I don't even, I don't know, since I, d what? I don't you even were know. in Mamma Mia. Yeah, but I, w I was cheated by you, and I think you know, and I think you know when. <laughs> okay, look, you know what? <laughs> I'm just so focused on the show. I'm currently <laughs> good excuse. Okay, if you're so focused on the show, Tony, you never, you never call me Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you like this one from the college days? Fresh, warm bread. <laughs> hey, can I borrow your umbrella? <laughs> Is it? What was that? This. That's just a random one I threw in. Last one. This outfit really shows off my. Ass. <laughs> we love it. Rafe, thank you so much for coming on Industry Minds, being our first guest. Have you had a good time? The best. Whoop, whoop. Amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or you just have some thoughts you want to share with us, please email us at industrymindsuk at gmail.com. You can keep up to date with everything social media on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Industry Minds UK. We are also on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and give us a cheeky five-star review if you like what you hear. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you very, very soon.